the 45th chapter of the book of Genesis, and we're going to begin reading this evening in, uh, Lord willing, in verse number 25. We'll read in verse 25, and we'll read through verse 28. The Bible says, And they went up out of Egypt, and came into the land of Canaan unto Jacob their father, and told him, saying, Joseph is yet alive, and he is governor over all the land of Egypt. And Jacob's heart fainted, for he believed them not. And they told him all the words of Joseph, which he had said unto them, And when he saw the wagons which Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of Jacob their father revived. And Israel, and that's Jacob by the way, and Israel said, It is enough. Joseph my son is yet alive. I will go and see him before I die. You can be seated. Father, good God in heaven, Lord, as we humbly bow in thy presence this hour. Father, I ask you tonight to inhabit these lips of clay, inhabit my stammering tongue, and Lord, I pray that you would inhabit my heart this evening. Father, I pray that every word that would be spoken would be filled with the Spirit of God. Father, I ask you tonight to cleanse my mind and empty me of self and fill me with your spirit. Father, I pray and I ask you tonight, dear God, Lord, to anoint the preaching of thy word just as you've anointed tonight, Lord, these beautiful songs, dear God, that have been sung and ministered to us tonight. We thank you, dear God, for the songwriters that penned those words down. But, Father, we believe that they were penned down through the unction of the Holy Ghost of God. Father, I am truly getting homesick. Father, I truly am looking for the land of Beulah. Father, I ask you tonight, dear God, Lord, to speak to every heart that listens unto this service. Every single individual tonight, Lord God, that are either listening by FM transmitter tonight or either listening by Facebook or Sermon Audio or YouTube, I pray tonight, God, that the Holy Spirit of God would speak to their heart. Father, I pray tonight, God, Lord, if there would be one listening that has not surrendered their life to, to you, our Savior. Father, I pray tonight, Lord God, that they would pray and ask for forgiveness with a repentant heart. Father, I pray you would encourage the child of God. I pray tonight, God, that you would reclaim the backslider and help them to rededicate their life unto you. Father, I ask you tonight, Lord God, to help us to do your will. God, we need you and we thank you. Continue to help those that are sick, those that are afflicted. We give you glory and honor, for we know you're in control. In Jesus' name I pray, and amen. The 45th chapter of the book of Genesis, uh, I try to set just a little bit of context, if I can. Joseph, he's been since the age of 17, back according to the book of Genesis, outside of the, uh, outside of the 32nd chapter, I believe it is, uh, the 31st chapter, I believe it is, of the book of Genesis, teaches us, and that was about the time that Brother Joseph's brothers 
took him and cast him in a pit and sold him unto a band of Ishmaelites. And Brother Joseph at that time was 17 years old. And Joseph at this time is believed to be uh, about uh, 22 years older. It's believed to believe uh, uh, that Brother Joseph and his dad was separated for around 20 to 22 years. I don't know that for sure, but that's certainly what some that are smarter than I have concluded. But we simply said that tonight to say this, that Brother Jacob thought for the longest time that Brother Joseph had been killed because uh, Reuben and his brothers, they took back the coat of many colors that they had killed an animal. I believe they killed a goat. Uh, and they dipped that coat in blood and they took it back to uh, their daddy. And they said, is this not uh, uh, Joseph's uh, uh, coat? And uh, that brother Jacob thought, uh, according to the word of God, he mourned uh, because he thought that his son was dead. Uh, and let me just say something tonight. I do not believe that a parent ever gets over the loss of a child. I do not believe tonight that a parent ever uh, gets over losing a child. Preacher, why are you telling us that tonight? Because I want us to understand the context to this scripture tonight. As we look in the 45th chapter, there was a famine in the land of, uh, of, of Canaan. There was a famine in the whole earth according to the scripture. And the word of God teaches that Brother Joseph was able uh, to have the uh, Spirit of God prophesied unto him and showed him through dreams and through visions uh, that there was going to be seven good years uh, and there was going to be seven bad years. In those bad years, uh, there was not going to be anything that growed. There was not going to be anything that provided harvest. Uh, and if they wanted anything, they had to get it uh, while the getting's good. Now, let's say it like that tonight. They were going to be able to have seven years uh, that they were going to be able to plant. Uh, they were going to be able to take uh, the harvest uh, and put it in the storehouse. Uh, understand tonight that we find that multiple times uh, the children of Israel, the children of Jacob, uh, they went down to Egypt to be able to buy corn. Uh, and at that time, they did not know that they were buying it from their brother. Brother, uh, that they had sold uh, unto a band of Ishmaelites. Now we find tonight, uh, according to the scripture, Brother Joseph uh, was cast into a pit. Uh, he was cast into prison. Uh, and it wasn't long uh, until he was put in a place uh, of power. Uh, and we find, according to the scripture, uh, that his own brothers... Uh, came back and they were asking for help uh, and according to the scripture thank God uh, honey what the brothers meant for evil uh, God intended for good now tonight if we can uh, uh, looking at the context of the scripture uh, we find at this time that the Joseph uh, revealed himself unto his brothers uh, and thank God tonight I'm glad for reunions uh, uh, look with me tonight in verse number 28 if you will uh, the Bible says tonight uh, honey is the uh, the brothers went back unto their daddy uh, and told their daddy that Joseph, his son, is alive. Uh, and according to the scripture, uh, uh, Joseph, uh, he was not there at this time. But Jacob, his daddy, said, it is enough. Uh, Joseph, uh, my son, uh, is yet alive. Can I stop right here tonight and tell you uh, what great words that it must have been uh, that fell upon the ear of Jacob that night? 
Now we look at the Word of God and we see tonight uh, His delighted realization. Well, what do you mean, preacher? Uh, In the previous verse, in verse number 27, I believe it is, uh, in verse number 26, I'm sorry, uh, the Scripture says tonight, And Jacob's heart fainted, uh, for he believed him not. Uh, Now, again, keep in mind, for a period of roughly 20, 22 years, uh, honey, Joseph, uh, he was dead in the eyes of Jacob. Uh, He must have, how many? times he must have sat around and thought about the memory how many times that he must have sat around and thought about having Jacob as a teenager how that he must have thought about the time that he had with him how that he must have thought about and reminisced upon the memories but then here that he hears in verse number 26 the scripture said and Jacob's heart fainted for he believed Can I tell you tonight, thank God for verse number 27 and verse number 28. In verse number 27 the scripture says, And they told him all the words of Joseph which he had said unto them. And when he saw the wagons which Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of Jacob their father revived. How many of you are glad tonight? Thank God it ain't over till God says it's over. And you might be going through a storm tonight. You may be going through a battle. You may be just reminiscing in the memories of your life. And you may be thinking, well, can I remember when? Oh, I remember when. Well, can I tell you tonight, child of God, thank God it ain't over until God says it's over. Can I tell you tonight, you might be in the storm, but thank God the sun is coming up in the morning. Can I tell you tonight, you may be going through a battle, but thank God everybody has a beginning and an ending. Can I tell you this evening that there was a point in this portion of Scripture that Brother Joseph, his word, as he sent back with his brethren, and as that word was told unto his daddy, the Bible teaches that his spirit revived within him. Can I tell you tonight the Bible says that hope that is deferred maketh the heart sick, but when the desire cometh, it bringeth forth a tree of life. Well, preach, why are you telling us this tonight? Honey, I'm telling you this tonight to realize that whatever season of life you're going through, thank God it ain't over until God says it's over. You realize tonight that it is God who allows the sun to shine on the good and the evil. He allows it to rain on the just and the unjust. How many of you realize tonight the scripture says in His we live, we move and we have our being honey when the devil attacked Job he had to go through God and you understand tonight the devil's not doing anything to you without God knowing about it tonight and there is a brighter day coming the sun's going to come up and you understand tonight we ought to be able to realize the writer said though I may weep through the night my joy cometh in the morning can I remind you tonight, it's God that has all power in heaven and in earth. It's not the devil that has all power. The devil has some power. The only power the devil's got is what God's allowed him to have. You understand tonight the devil might be running you around. He might be bossing you around. But the scripture says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Can I tell you tonight, we ought to quit being scared 
We ought to quit running around. Every time the devil says boo, we jump. We need to stand you there steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord and realize whatever's going to happen is going to happen. We're going to serve the Lord no matter what comes our way because God is worthy of our service tonight. We see according to the scripture, not only do we see his delighted realization, but look with me and again in verse number 28. Look at the, his determined purpose. Well, preacher, why do you say that? Look at these four words that he makes, uh, 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 these five words as he makes his statement. He said, I will go and see. Can I just tell you tonight? Now listen, do you realize tonight that any time that God builds a fire... The serpents are going to come out. Well, preacher, what do you mean about that tonight? Well, remember when Brother Paul, uh, they were out on the shipwreck there, uh, uh, and they were in the storm that you're clad on uh, over in the book of Acts, and according to the Scripture, they hadn't eaten. Uh, they hadn't seen the sun or the stars for many days. Uh, according to the Scripture, uh, the Bible teaches that all made it unto shore uh, on broken pieces of the ship and part of the cargo. Uh, neighbor, you realize tonight God did not promise you, uh, honey, that you'd have a rose garden. Uh, but thank God He gave us the gardener. What do you mean, preacher? Uh, remember whenever Mary, uh, and he, she turned and came out of the tomb of Jesus, uh, she saw a man and perceived that he was a gardener. She said, Sir, uh, what hast thou done with him? Uh, and thank God I love this. Uh, Jesus just simply said, Mary, uh, can I tell you tonight, there's no greater feeling uh, that whenever God calls your name, uh, you realize tonight, uh, honey, that we don't serve God in a group. We serve God in a personal level. Our relationship with God is not through a group. It's personal. He is my Savior and my sins have been forgiven because He shed His blood for my sins. You realize tonight my sins are not forgiven because He forgave you of your sin. He forgave me of my sin. Well preacher why are you telling me this? Honey is Paul and them men worst up on the shore there at Melita, I believe it is. According to the scripture, the Bible teaches that they gathered some sticks. They, they gathered some twigs. And according to the scripture, honey, they built a fire. And according to the word of God, the Bible teaches that the serpent come out of the fire, latched on Brother Paul's hand. And according to the scripture, those tribesmen, if you will, those natives of that land, they were watching and perceived that this was an evil man concerning Paul. And they waited any minute for him to die. But according to the word of God, that, that serpent came. And you know what Brother Paul did? He did not fall down as a dead man. He shook it off. And you realize tonight, honey, the devil cannot have power over you if God does not allow the devil to have power over you. Well, preacher, why are you telling me this tonight? Honey, we need to get dedicated. Oh, Brother Paul, he just shook it off. We find here Brother Jacob. He said, I will go and see. Do you realize tonight I cannot get to heaven because of your relationship? I've got to work out my own salvation with fear and with trembling. My mommy and my daddy can't get to heaven because I'm a preacher. Thank God they've got to have their own relationship. I can't get to heaven because mom and dad's going. You understand tonight? Honey, we've got to serve him on our own. We've got to make up our own mind. We've got to make up our own spirit. And we've got to stand, thank God, on the rock of ages. Honey, because when the rain comes, 
comes and when the floods come up and they will, the storms will come. He is our rock. He is the horn and the buckler of our salvation. He is our refuge and our high tower. You realize tonight ain't nobody can do for you like God can. Oh, Brother Jacob, he knew that. He said, I will go and see. You realize tonight it's real easy just to kick back and say, well, let somebody else do it. Honey, but you realize tonight God didn't call somebody else. Well, what are you saying, preacher? If God calls you and asks you to help somebody along the way, that is your job to do. If God called you to preach, that is your job to do. If God gave you a talent to sing, that is your job to do. Oh, Brother Jacob, he received the word. Thank God that his son was alive. And oh, Brother Jacob said, I will go and see. Can I tell you tonight, honey, that we've got to have the same determined purpose that old brother Jacob had. And we've got to get serious about serving the Lord. Preacher, why are you telling me this? Well, let me just say this. First of all, I thank God for Union Valley. And I thank God for every single individual that comes to Union Valley, I thank God for every single individual that watches our services. I thank God for every single individual that listens on sermon audio in a different country. I thank God for those folks, but you realize tonight, I thank God for them and I thank God for you that are listening this evening, but God called me to do a specific job and that's the job, no matter what comes my way, that's the job I've got to clear me off a spot and I've got to defend my land. I've got to defend my mountain. I've got to defend my barley patch, if you will. Oh, preacher, why are you telling me that? Remember, oh, Brother David, according to the Word of God, he had three mighty men of valor, according to the Scripture. And thank God there was a barley field by them on a parcel of ground. And those dear men of God, they cleared them off a spot right there in the middle of that barley patch. And those three men, they they defended that barley patch from the Philistines, from the enemy. And you know what they did? They didn't abandon ship. Thank God, preacher, why are you telling me that? Because I want you to know tonight that no matter what happens in your life, God ain't ever done you wrong. No matter what happens in your life, God ain't ever forgot about you. No matter how bad it might be right now, God ain't ever forsook you. You say, preacher, you don't know what I'm going through. You're right, I don't, but He does. And thank God, I'm glad He's omnipresent. What's that mean, preacher? He's everywhere all the time. Thank God tonight you understand tonight when you can't get a hold of the preacher when you can't get a hold of the deacon board when you can't get a hold of somebody that you need to get a hold of and they're not available thank God we can call out on a thrice holy God thank God tonight if you're blood bought born again and he will hear your prayer if you've been forgiven he'll hear your prayer but you understand tonight there are some you just imagine tonight if we would look at brother Jacob just a little different you just imagine if Brother Jacob would have said, No, I'm too old. I've lived my life. 
I just can't believe that my son is alive. Oh, but can I tell you tonight, I thank God that Brother Jacob's spirit revived within him. There's been many a times we've had revivals here at Union Valley, and it seems like we're just limping along, and revival break out here at Union Valley. And the very next night at revival, the church would be packed out. Chairs would be lined up down the aisle. Preacher, why? Are you telling me this? Because when a fire is built, people come from miles around. Well, what are you getting that preacher? It's time tonight we get determined. No matter how hard the rain is, we're going to throw another log on the fire and we're going to burn, baby, burn. No matter how bad the storm is, throw another log on the fire and let it burn for Jesus. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying get determined, get purposed, that no matter what comes your way, I'm going to serve the Lord no matter what everybody else does tonight. We see not only tonight his delighted realization, not only do we see his determined purpose, but we also see his desired accomplishment. What is that desired accomplishment? He said, I will go and see him. Look at these next three words. Before I die. You know, there's, uh, there's a lot of people that has these things called bucket lists. Some say, I want to jump out of an airplane before I die. You can jump all you want to. Some say, I I want to travel the world abroad before I die. You go ahead and do that if that's what you want to do. Some say, before I die, I want to become a millionaire. You do whatever you want to do, but money won't get you to heaven. Well, before I die, preacher, I want to accomplish these great feats. Well, that's fine. And what are you telling me tonight, preacher? Everybody has goals in life, and I thank God for goals in life. I'm not preaching against having goals in life. But look at this statement that Brother Jacob makes. He said, I will go and see him before I die. Preacher, why tonight are you telling me this? Because tonight, I think sometimes we uh, take the approach, well, I've already done that, or... I used to be this, or I used to do that. Uh, I can't do that anymore. Well, look at this desired accomplishment. He simply wanted to be reunited with his son. Well, what's so special about Jacob being reunited with his son? He was looking for a relationship to be restored. You say, preacher, why Are you emphasizing this last statement as clearly as you are? Because that's really all that the Father wants from you and I tonight is to have our relationships restored with Him. See, you've been blood-bought, born again. We know, thank God, that you are sealed into the day of redemption. We know that you're saved one time according to the Scripture. But if we're not careful, we will allow things to creep into our lives that damage our fellowship and our relationship with Him. Tonight, understand this evening that if God would grant unto every 
one of you that are here, there's six of us, seven of us that are here in this service. And if God would show up and say, well, I will grant you one prayer answered before you die, what would that prayer be? And we could go around the room tonight and it may be, well, that my family would be restored or my parents would re uh, their health would improve or that my children would do this or that this would happen or this would happen. Well, preacher, why are you telling us this? Because all of us have goals in our life and if we only focus on one thing, what would that one thing be? What means more to you than anything else? Well, preacher, are you going to tell us what we should be doing? Well, Simply this tonight, if God uh, has a desire, God is our Father. And if He has a desire, the same as Jacob did, for the restoration of that relationship between His creation. See, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Realizing in chapter 2, He made man in His own image. And according to the scripture, he breathed the breath of life into man and man became a living soul. But it wasn't long in chapter 3 and verse 1, the Bible teaches that the serpent was the most subtle beast that God had ever created. And it wasn't long until uh, the serpent had beguiled Eve and beguiled Adam. Well, preacher, what are, why are you telling us this tonight? Because I want us to realize what we lost in the first Adam we have the ability to gain in the last Adam. Who's the last Adam? Jesus Christ. The Bible teaches that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And I've given you three points off of that Scripture, so if I can tonight, I'd just like to give you, if you could do one thing before you die, what would it be? Well, here's what I would do. If it were me and the relationship between God and myself was not right, here's the one thing I would do. I would get right. I would absolutely get right with God. And I want to show you this. In Psalms 51 and 5, we see that at conception, and by the way, that is when you become a living individual, is at conception, you don't begin your life whenever that you are birthed out of the birth canal or taken via C-section. You are, thank God, alive in your mommy's womb. And I thank God for that tonight. You say, preacher, I don't believe that. Then what's that thing inside that mommy's belly kicking? What's that inside that mommy that's rolling around? Uh, well, preacher, what are, you, what are you getting at tonight? At conception, the Bible teaches, behold, I was shapen in iniquity. And in sin did my mother conceive me. Recognize tonight that not only at conception, but also at birth. The Bible teaches in Job 14 and verse 1, Man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. We'll go through life and we'll try to do the best that we can, but uh, the reality of that statement is there's none of us that are good enough to get to heaven. See, the Bible teaches that there's none good, no, not one. For we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. We find out tonight that at any stage in life, 
that it is not by works of righteousness which we have done. There is not enough works that we can do in order to inherit eternal life. So at conception, at birth, at any stage in life, we find that we're not right with God. The best thing we can do is to get right before we get left. Well, what do you mean by that, preacher? Well, the Bible teaches tonight in Romans 6 and 23, for the wages of death, uh, for the wages of sin are death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. We find according to the Word of God, uh, again, uh, out of the book of Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27, at death, at, as soon as you die, you do not have an opportunity to play the card. Well, my pastor said, or mommy said, or daddy said. See, the Bible teaches at death, and as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. After death, it is too late for you to get right. After death, it is too late to get things in order with the Lord. At conception, we were born into sin according to the Scripture. But realize tonight that if there is one thing that we have an opportunity to do tonight, it is to get right before we die. The Scripture teaches tonight in the book of Romans chapter 10 and verse 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Preacher, why are you, why are you tonight emphasizing salvation? Because we as human beings try to put off today until tomorrow. There'll be time. There'll be time. Neighbor, I'm here to tell you tonight there are countless individuals that are up at Charleston Memorial Hospital this evening that are on the ventilator that would love to have yesterday back one more time. Jacob made the comment and he said, and I will go and see him before I die. So my question to you tonight is what is it that you feel like in the flesh you want to do before you die? Say, preacher, I want to, I want to graduate college. I want, to, I want to finish my degree. I want to be able to supply a great income for my family. Well, all those things are good and fine, and, and if you do them in order, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you concentrate on the physical and ignore the spiritual, you've missed the entire point of what I'm preaching tonight. See, man is, man is made up of three parts. The spirit, the soul, and the body. My name is Robert Legg, but that's what people know me as whenever they see my body. But I, tonight, am not a body with a soul. See, my body will not live forever. Inside of me is my soul. My soul will live forever. My soul is really who I am. Well, preacher, why are you sharing this with us tonight? Because one day, whenever my body, whenever my flesh has failed me, whenever my heart refuses to beat another beat, whenever my brain has waved the last time and my flesh has expired, my soul will go on living. If you could do anything tonight before you die, what would it be?